what a night we're having tonight. <laughs> a great classic hockey game from the Minnesota Wild. And we're going to talk a little bit about psychic mediums and our very own Jordi Harvela. I say very own because she's here in the Fargo-Moorhead area. Agreed to join us tonight. She's going to be the guest host of J.J. Gordon on his J.J. Meat World's podcast coming up here, I think, Monday. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about psychic mediums, talk about uh, how long she's been doing it and uh, some of the interesting things about this profession and much, much more. And Jody, thank you so much for joining us tonight here on KFGO. Well, thanks for getting me on. I always love doing radio shows. I think they're super fun. So well, thanks for having me. This is going to be a shorty tonight, folks, but I tell you what, we're going to have you on longer one night. JJ said you got to have her on That'd for a full hour. That would be awesome. Got to have her on for <laughs> That would be hour. awesome. Yeah. So give us give us the explanation for someone who may not know what is a quote-unquote psychic medium. Sure. So a psychic medium, not all, not all psychics are mediums. So a psychic reads energy. So, like, if I... Had you sitting in front of me, I could read your energy, I could read your emotions. Um, sometimes we can see things around you. A medium is someone that also can talk to dead people, to keep it super simple. And so I can do the energy side of it, but I can also connect with people that are deceased as well. So so you must have somebody in front of you then? This is something you can't do like over the telephone, right? You know what? You can do it over the phone. Actually, a lot of my work is remote, um, especially these days. It's kind of nice with, with all of the, the Internet and all of that kind of stuff. A lot of my work, even my space clearings and my readings and a lot of online classes and different things are online. It's fun to do it for the people. It's fun when we can be in person because it's just fun. But I absolutely can do it at a distance as well. Well, uh, let me ask you this. When did you, and this is a quote now, unquote, quote, unquote, when did you know you had it? You had the ability. You know what? That yeah, I love when people actually ask me that question because when I was a kid, I had no idea. Like a lot of people have all these stories of when they were kids and they saw this and they saw that, and you know all these different crazy things that happened. And like I don't remember that experience. I was I was really sensitive as a kid. I had a lot of emotions as a kid. Um, in high school, I always could tell if if someone was a good boyfriend for my friends. Like that was hated when I showed up because I'm like, nah, they're not a good match for you. <laughs> so they didn't like that kind of stuff. And then I went to my first psychic reading. Actually, I was pregnant with my first son, and he's 17 now. And she's like, oh, this is so great. And like. A few years, you're going to be doing what I'm doing. And I'm like, no, you're crazy. I'm not going to be doing what you're doing. And through a, a whole weird, you know, segment of events in my life, I actually used to sell radio. Um, I would sell, sell ads for radio. And then I got out of that, and I did all these other jobs. And it led me to doing recruiting, which led me, got me into this book club, blah, blah, blah. And I started taking classes because it was always fascinating to me. Like, I was always a super, like, yep, totally believe in it, don't understand it, totally believe in it. Um, so I was probably close to probably in my 30s, early 30s, before um, one, of my, one of my teachers was like, you know, you're psychic, right? I'm like, oh, my God, stop saying that. Like, stop saying that. And he's like, well, you totally are, and you can talk to dead people. I'm like, oh, my God, no, I don't want to do that. No, thank you. So I, I consider myself a developed psychic medium, meaning I, it came to me a little bit later in life, and I took a lot of classes. I, I took a lot of education and, and have done a lot of private mentoring and different things like that to build it up inside of myself. Um, so I didn't come like out of the gates as a kid. So, so I was, I, that was going to be my next question. So it didn't come out of the gates. So can, do you learn this then? Is this something anybody can pick up? 
I do feel like everyone has their very own intuition. Everyone has some kind of gut feeling or they have a knowing, like, oh, how do you know that? I don't know. I just know it. Um, some people have a sense of things. Some people are much more guided to feelings or they, they hear things. I think if you put effort into it and you, you take classes and you do some practicing and you kind of immerse yourself a little bit into it, I do think people can develop it. Anyone can. Not everybody chooses to, and that's totally okay, too. Um, but everyone has these skills, it just some people like to, to develop them more than others. Wayne, when you sit down with somebody and, and, and they're asking you questions and you, let's say, you've got bad news for them. Uh, there's mm-hmm. something, something you see. I would imagine that would be tough for me to tell them that something bad might be happening in the very near future. Well, how it works for me is I usually don't give like, quote unquote, bad news. Like spirit to me. This is something I teach in a lot of my classes. Like, spirit never comes through in a scary way. It never comes through with, like, oh, my God, you're going to die in two weeks. Like, that's not really a, a spirit message to me. That might be – that. that's more, like, based on people's fears and things like that. And so if someone's sitting in front of me and they're like, oh, my God, I think I have cancer – I usually don't know if they have cancer. I might say, you know, I think you need to get checked out at the doctor because even if something is going on, you you should know about it. And if it's not going on, it's going to help you so you don't develop it because a fear in somebody's body can grow into so many different things. So for me, spirit doesn't really come through that way. Um, So I don't really worry about I honestly don't worry about that very often ever because it's just, it just doesn't work that way for me personally. Jody Harvilla, our guest here on KFGO. Do you have a lot of people coming to you? I do. I actually have a very, I work full time as a psychic medium. Um, I do, I have a full practice. I have a bunch of private mentee people. I do classes online. I'm doing a, a clearing class starting on April 6th. People can check out on my website. But yeah, I've been doing this for over 10 years now. Um, and I have a really successful, nice business for myself that I've created. By the way, uh, get a piece of paper and a pencil handy. We'll be giving out Jody's website here in uh, just a little bit. Um, when, when you, I, I would imagine you've got a lot of strange questions that are popped at you too. You know, they want to get a hold of somebody and you know ask Grandpa where he stashed the the money. You know that type of thing. I do. I do get some of that, and I always tell people, you know, I'm I'm not always good at finding things. I always try to tune in though, and you can always tell if someone's trying to test me or like they brought something or, or like you said, they have want to know if money is hidden or somewhere. Um, and we don't really get to control that piece. It's not like a telephone call like, hey, Grandpa George, tell me where the money is, because it's so subtle the way spirit comes through. Now, sometimes we can get that information for sure. Um, oftentimes, if you're meant to find it, you're going to find it on your own, not necessarily having to go through psychic medium. Like People don't need this kind of work. It's validation, and it's great to have, and it's very, very, very calming for people that have lost loved ones and things like that. Um, but when they come and they, they, they're so desperate kind of to find things, like I'm always like, let's just put that to the side so you can actually get the message you need to hear, which is usually that they're okay or it was okay that they weren't there when they died or, you know, if they had a fight before they died, everything's okay. Um, that's usually more of where the messages go because they're not as connected to the, the physical side of stuff that we are.
Uh, Jody Harvilla, our special guest tonight here on KFGO. Let me ask you this question, too, because I, I, I've always heard it. I don't know if it's urban legend, but I'm, I would imagine it's true that if you come to a psychic medium, you should come with a very open mind. I know there are a lot of skeptics, like you mentioned out there. How do you get them to, you know, free themselves of what they're thinking and, 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 and go with the flow, for lack of a better term? Yeah, you know, if they're super, super, super skeptical and they just want to test me, I often won't read those people because they're just trying to test me and I would still test. So I'm like, nah, I, I'm not really interested in that kind of a client. But if someone comes and they're, they're, health, they're healthy in their skepticism, like, I think that's a good thing. Because there are people in our industry that, that aren't awesome and, and they don't have a lot of integrity and then there's other people that do. Um, so I do think that's a healthy thing for sure. Um, I usually just start talking to them. I just have a conversation. I ask about a little bit about their loved ones. If, if it's for a mediumship, I don't want to try to dig for information. So I'll ask them about their job or their family. I'll ask them, you know, straight up, are you nervous? Is this scary to you? Because if someone's scared of it, I want to address that, like, right off the bat, because a lot of people are scared. They, they want to come, but they're kind of freaked out, and they've learned that it's evil, and, oh, my God, what do we do? And then so I just talk to them. It's helpful that I'm somewhat normal, too. You know, I, I, I have blue hair. Like, I have really funky blue hair, but for the most part, like, I have two kids, and I have a husband, and we got, you know, bikes all over our driveway when they come walking up and things like that. So. I'm pretty approachable in that way, and I do think that helps. You know, that was going to be one of my questions, you know, because we often hear of, uh, you know, people sitting at a table in front of a crystal ball with uh, the medium uh, wrapped around in, a, in a, some kind of a scarf or shroud and, and yeah. uh, looking yep. at tarot cards. Uh, but that's just, just not the way it works, huh? Well, I have a lot of friends that do that. Like, I have a lot of friends that fit that. I personally, um, like, I have a crystal ball sit on my desk. I don't always use it because um, it's focused. Like, people use crystal balls because it gives them a place to focus their energy. Same with tarot cards. You know, tarot cards are a whole different ball game. It was so much to learn that I just chose not to do it because, like, oh, my God, that's way too much work. I don't want to do tarot cards. Um, but when I, when I do readings and stuff, um, I usually have a pen and paper, and that's what I use. You know, because I like to draw pictures and, and I have little little things that come through in that way. So for me, just to have and even just to do scribbles to get the energy moving in my own body, um, I usually just and then I can hand that paper to them at the end. And that's kind of my single like, OK, I'm done with you. Take grandpa with you when you leave and go home because now <laughs> I'm complete because <laughs> I don't want them all hanging with me. I have I. I used to have a lot of, like, loved ones come and, like, hang out in my bed after, like, or before. And I'm like, nope, you have to come during business hours. Like, nope, nope, we're not doing that. So you have to learn some, some good boundaries in this, too. Oh, you mean, you mean some of the spirits might come back and want to hang around for a little bit? Yeah, they say if you don't clear your energy and you don't, like, send them back where they need to go, like, that, that's one of the things we teach a lot is the boundaries. Um, because we can either call them in or, or tell them to go, but if you're not clearing that energy, sure, I've had definitely where I'm like, oh, wait a second, like, I still feel Grandpa Sam around me. You need to go back to where you belong, <laughs> and then I need to send them back to where they belong. Well, can you give us, and I, I would imagine you get this question a lot, too, but can you give us a couple of examples, obviously without naming names, about some of the more stranger things that might have happened during one of these sessions? Oh, my gosh, I've had so many. Um, let me think about that. You know, I, I have a lot 
I have a lot of things where, you know, I'll reach out to somebody, like, just to check in on them or say, hey, how's it going? And they'll be like, oh, my God, I was just thinking about you. That's so weird. Like, I think I'm supposed to have a reading with you. That happens all the time. I've also had a lot of times when I clear a house that, you know, strange things will, like, I'll be there. I had this one, um, actually, it's a radio guy. Um, he had a death in his family, and I, I went to clear the house, and as we were we were all gathered there, I was like, this energy is super present, and they were kind of skeptical. And um, I turned around, and there was this candy wrapper with this, you know, those little Dove chocolates? Sure. And they have little messages in them. Um, and, and I can't remember what the message was, but it was very fitting to, like, the moment. And I'm like, oh, come on now. That, that was not there five seconds ago. Like, you guys have to have seen that. Um, so that was really cool. And then they then they told me they were connected to one of the radio guys. I'm like, ah, oh, well, that makes total sense. Um, so I've had a lot of weird things like that. I've had animals that talk to me. Um, when I was clearing a house one time, this cat came up and she was like rubbing on my leg and clawing at me. And I'm like, what is with your cat? Like, the, and they're like, she never ever comes out of the room when there's company here ever, like ever. And she was all over me, and finally I kept hearing the word cat box. And so I went and checked on her cat box, and it was full. Just full. It was like a big bin instead of a cat box. I'm like, oh, my God, you have to get rid of that and get, like, a normal cat box and clean it every day and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And this cat, like, had this tantrum with his family, and all of a sudden I, like, covered my mouth. I'm like, oh, my God, was I just yelling at you? I'm pretty <laughs> sure that was your cat yelling at you. And they just looked at me, and they're like, We'll change the cat box. I'm like, please do. Please do, because she is not a fan of that cat box. And they said she was like a much happier, friendlier cat after they switched that out. So that was kind of a weird deal. Animals usually are really fun and um, just they just show up as weird, weird, <laughs> weird ways. When when you you mentioned about clearing a house, uh, is it possible that somebody is still lingering around from a previous owner? Yeah, I actually run into that quite often. Um, what usually happens is either a family's had a really long history in that house, and now it's been passed on to another family, or maybe um, I've had a lot where the builders have have died. You know, maybe they built it, you know, 40 years ago, and all of a sudden they've died and stuff, and, and they, they like to stay with their property sometimes. And so I'll have to clear clear the person from their property um, so sometimes that is a lot of times, a lot, a lot of times. It's just loved ones trying to get your attention, but you get in such a fearful place about it that you're like, oh, my God, my house is haunted. And I'm like, no, actually, it's just grandma. Like, she's just trying to get your attention, and, and you weren't kind of picking up on the signs, so she got a little bit more aggressive with her signs. So often it's just loved ones. Is it, uh, is it tough to get them to go, by the way? Or do they want oh, to stay? Is it tough to get that spirit to go, or do they want to stay? <laughs> You know what? Usually the ones that don't belong there, they are usually scared because of some kind of belief they had in their life, like maybe they're going to hell or or they were a mean person or maybe they're an alcoholic or something like that. But once you can kind of talk to them, just like having a conversation, um, they usually will go quite easily. Loved ones, we don't ever clear them, like grandma, grandpa, aunts, uncles, kids, you know, um, husband, wife. You don't ever want to clear those ones because they're, they're part of your spirit team. They don't want to get rid of them, but we do get the ones, get rid of the ones that just don't belong. I, I it's too heavy of an energy to have around. They cause a lot of 
you know, lung issues and sinus issues and earaches and kids and stuff like that. I got to tell you, I'm going to make this story as quick as I can because uh, I I did this about oh, 10, 12 years ago, something like that. But we had a bunch of, uh, we had a paranormal group in here. They were talking about a, a spirit that was in a house and they were going in there trying to communicate with it. And they came out and they said, are you the little girl that haunts this house around here? And they had uh, one of those recordings that said, that you know, they thought that said, yeah, maybe. And then a little bit of a giggle. And and I I I I went to the register of deeds and I went I, I mean I went through every, I went and found out all the people that had owned the house since it was built. And I w- compared it to uh, I compared it to gravia graves uh, deaths in the county, you know, with those names. And I found out that there was a similar name for a six-year-old boy who had passed away that had actually lived in the house. So it wasn't a girl, it was a boy, supposedly. It was a boy, isn't that fascinating? Yeah, they do that. Sometimes they'll hang out there for a little while. Um, the, the thing with the paranormal groups, like they do really cool work, but sometimes they stir up the energy and they stir up the spirit, but then they don't like do anything about it. I'm always like, you guys should just have a clearer there so you can like clean up the energy because they kind of piss the spirits off sometimes, I think. Um, but a lot of times, if, if they're getting good information like that, you know, there, it, it happens all the time. You know, there's lots and lots and lots of ghosts all over the world. And what was really bizarre was is that I went in and asked about with the, with the, with the county register of, the, of uh, death records. I said, how did this little boy die? And they said he drowned. So I, call, uh, I, call, I called the person at the house where it was supposedly haunted, and I said, you happen to have any water around there? She says, yeah, there's a creek that runs through the backyard. Oh, so that's where he must have drowned. Oh, is that bad? It I just mean, gives you shivers, doesn't it? Yeah, how, how, you know, how can you not believe after something like that, right? Yep, and, and usually it's weird stuff like that where you're like, all right, I just can't make this up. Like, I just can't make that up. Okay, I got it. I believe it. I can't make that up. I had that happen at a restaurant in Fargo that I was clearing, and there was this woman that, that haunted the place for years. And the GM wanted me to clear it because she was starting just to really freak people out. And so I, on the way out, it started to snow and it got really windy and it was really creepy. And I was like, what the heck is going on? And I got out there and I was starting to do my thing and I was bending over doing something like reaching for something. And the GM like flew down the steps. He's like, oh my God, be careful. And she kind of pushed me a little bit. And I was like, oh, wait a second. No, no, there's no pushing. Like what's going on? Well, it turned out her family had promised her they would never sell the land and she oh. got in a car accident and died and they sold the land. And then all of this, you know, houses were built upon it. A restaurant was built upon it, all this kind of stuff. And she was so angry about it. And so we asked her if she would like to be the hostess of that land. And then she was really happy about that. Cause she just wanted a lot of times spirits that are kind of still hanging out. Like they just need a job. So, so you you have to give them a job to be the hostess <laughs> or to pr- protect the land or something like that. Like, there's all sorts of little tips and tricks when you're working with spirit. Wow, that's that's interesting. I've never heard a term that way before. They, they need a job. Yep. That's pretty interesting. They need a job. They got to say, if they're wandering, they need a job usually if they don't want to cross. And she, she, had, she had crossed into the light, but she was before we had to cross her into the light so she could come back so she was a little bit higher vibe. But, oh, she was just angry. And I was like, well, no wonder she haunts this place. No one ever talked to her. <laughs> so, yeah. 
Yep, it's a fascinating work, that's for sure. Well, this was has been a fascinating conversation, and I hope that one night, maybe 8 o'clock one night, we've got an open night uh, when everything is cleared with this uh, COVID-19, then we can have you in one night, blue hair and all. And, uh, Absolutely, I'd love to. <laughs> and we'll take some phone calls, and we'll do some readings. Now, now, what the folks can look up your uh, website, which is Jody, that's spelled with a J-O-D-I-E, Harvard. Yep, it's J-O-D-I-E-H-A-R-V-A-L-A, so just JodyHarvala.com. Um, and I have the, the clutter class that's on there right now, so that's going to be like if you if you have a lot of clutter in your home, you want to work on the energy of your house and different things like that. And I'm doing it kind of fun this right now because I'm going to do Name Your Price, so people can sign up at any price that they want to pay for the class um, because everyone's just, you know, everyone's losing jobs and all these kind of things, and I still wanted to have the class. Um, so that's starting in April, but otherwise I have all my list of services and all that kind of stuff on my website as well. All right. Very good. And we'll get this podcast too in the very near future. And, uh, hopefully later on tonight, we'll get that up on our website as well. Jody, thank you so much for joining us tonight here on KFGO. It's a fascinating conversation and don't forget you're on with, uh, JJ Gordon on his podcast, JJ meets world. And he told me that's going to be next Monday night's edition. So people can check. Very fun. Check out wherever they get their podcast. JJ's on everything. He he knows all that kind of good stuff. So I know he really does, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for having me, Bob. I so appreciate it. Thank you, Jody. You were a delight. We will talk to you soon. Okay. Bye bye. Take care. Bye bye.